With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Joining me now from DKPittsburghSports.com, he is Serbian reactionary Dejan Kovacevic. Uh, Dejan, uh, now that the Bengals are healthy, we think, except for those nine guys, what are their biggest question marks with camp underway? Now, my biggest question mark is is the potential effectiveness or role of a third line on this team. Now, before I even say anything about that, that's a nice problem to have. If that's the first thing that crosses your mind, right? Uh, but I, I look at Jared McCann between Patrick Marlowe and Patrick Hornquist, and I can't picture it. I, I, I don't understand how it would work. I don't understand how it would function. McCann is not a playmaking type center. Uh, he has his his pluses to his game, certainly, but he's not going to be that glue factor. Uh, if anybody's a playmaker out of those three, it's obviously Marlowe. Um, Hornquist is, is a guy that does what he does, but I don't see them sustaining the attack. I don't see them grinding. I don't see oh, them. Okay, so how would you reconfigure? What, what do you see them doing, you know? How could you reconfigure then? I don't know. I, and that's why, and, and then, you know. You, you see, I think that's a great classic this, but... third-line style unit, and I think you far overestimate Marlowe. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that, but the the, the thing is, is you're, you're the, the only is, is... one talking like this anywhere that Marlowe okay. is any. I am. You are. Listen, Marlowe played with Malkin. We saw it. Okay, we saw that they they worked well together. It was an extremely short window, but it's longer than the window for what we've seen with Jason Zucker and Malkin. I'm absolutely in favor of seeing Zucker get a chance. With Gino, I just wonder what it does to the third line. And I do think that that is a factor. I, I think that with Zucker on that line, I think you have a better chance for more of a grinding impact. Marlowe has played and is an elite and has been an elite offensive you're player. You're insane. You're in, let's move on because you're insane. Oh, no. Well, okay, well then meet me. Marlowe Marlo had two points in eight games after joining the Penguins playing with Malkin. He's an elite offensive machine at his age. You've lost your it's mind. So- I said he you has been one. You sound like a caller. I said he has been one. And I'll tell you from being up in Cranberry the last couple of days, players were raving about his, his speed, the, the wheels that he's shown. Uh, he's fresh. He's fresh. So this you is, would put Zucker so the on the third line and Marlowe on the second line? That's what I said. That's insane. That's you, honestly, you sound like a caller, so let's move on. Well, that's great. Take it up with Mike Sullivan when he does it in game one and call him a caller, too, because I will indeed do that. That's good. Believe me, I'll bury him just like you, more so because <laughs> it's his job. <laughs> that's right. Now, I it, think it makes sense. Is goalie a question mark? Because it's only three days, but by most accounts, Jari is out playing Murray, and furthermore, Murray's not looking great. Oh, come on. It's three days of practice. Um, you know, I mean, I, I didn't see any daylight between the two goaltenders. The two Once days again, only there. guy there saying it. What do you mean, only guy there saying it? What are you even talking about when you say that? Look on you know Twitter. People are in that well, look building? at my DMs more accurately, but 
but everybody says the Jari's outplaying Murray. There's nothing to outplay. It's practice, Mark. Okay, so what do you base then? Who starts in game one? On? I've been. We. I think that you and I had agreed on this going in. I agreed that... on it till I got a bunch of DMs from people there saying Murray's not looking good. Okay, and I st- and I please. still would start Murray, but the leash would be shorter, and maybe Murray can lose the job between now and Game One. All I know for leash, sure is what happened four the, four months ago doesn't matter, and what happened in yeah. 2017 matters even less. The leash is, has to be short, regardless, because of the nature of the best of five, and, and that's something else that I think you and I agreed on. That you give a goalie one game if he has a terrible game, you have to really seriously consider going with Tristan Chari. Um, I, I, I'm not ready to make any any kind of declarations over a couple of days of practice, um, in which, by the way, Murray didn't look bad. There, there really haven't been game situations, Mark, in any of the three days. Yeah, so but I they're can't still stopping. to imagine well, what so, kind of DM so In other words, getting. nothing matters until the exhibition game with Philadelphia. I didn't say that. I said, let's you see some did. kind of scrimmaging. Or they haven't even simulated game action of any kind. So whoever's sending you these DMs doesn't know the difference between drills and game situations. They know a lot about hockey. I'll bet. Uh, now, here's my call, like I said right now, is I start Murray. I don't hesitate to go to Jari. And I'm unsparing in rating the play of both, both in practice and in the exhibition and in game one, because one thing about this situation, it provides no wiggle room. No, none whatsoever. I, I think, you know, that we talked about the urgency of game one, um, and, and that mostly is, is, you know, because of the way it leads into game two. All of the pressure is on Pittsburgh here. All of it. And I know Montreal's not any good, and they're actually shaping up as if they might be even worse than what we thought, um, you know, with the way their, their practices and they're missing guys at times. Shea Weber's missed some practice. These are guys they can't afford to be without. Max Domi's status is still uncertain. Uh, but there isn't any wiggle room. And I, I do hope that whether it's goaltending or any other position or any other situation, that Mike Sullivan doesn't look at a bad game one and say, ah, we just got to stick with what we are. He's done a lot of things in the NHL. He's never coached a best of five. And, and this, this has to be uh, a situation where there's a real quick trigger finger because that's this series is the weirdest one that they're going to play the rest of the way, and they have to treat it as such. If the Penguins had it to do over again, hindsight being, of course, 2020, mm-hmm. in 2017 would they trade Murray and keep Marc-Andre Fleury given how each has performed since? Absolutely. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. In fact, I'm not even guessing at that. I mean, I, I know that for a fact. Uh, there's, they, they would absolutely have kept Flower. Um, now, that said, you know, history can't reverse itself. You go back to that time, and you have a young goaltender who was going to make a lot less on the cap. Um, you had no idea what was going to end up happening with Matt Murray. And it's not like, I mean, we're talk- why are we talking about Matt Murray as if he's some kind of disaster? Because you got a couple DMs of practices? No, because his numbers since 2017 have been below average. Because his they save percentage this year was .89. They have been. But at the same time, I think we've also seen that Matt Murray can still rise up and be the best version of himself. I thought in the series against the Islanders last year, if he wasn't the Penguins' best player, he was one of their top two or three. Um, that that series loss wasn't on him. I liked a lot of his play. Uh, 
leading into the shutdown, you know, through February and March. And that's generally been where Murray kind of picks up. He gets, he gets a little bit warm or hot and you're, and you know, he does have to be pushed. We've heard that right. From yeah, but this is August. Down. I mean, which Matt Murray shows up in August because there's no precedent. Uh, there's no precedent for any of this. I know. And that's why I do think the leash should be short, but I also think that you're going into game one with Matt Murray as your goaltender. There's no controversy. There's no nothing here. There really isn't. We're talking today, Jean Kovacevic. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill American Eatery and Bar. Um, is this the Penguins' last best chance to win with this group with all the 30-somethings entering the playoff fresh? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll take it a step further. I, I would extrapolate that and say whether or not you think Sid and Gino and, and Latang have another year or two in them, I think the, the answer to that is yes. So they All three of them played at very, very high levels in the regular season. By the way, all three of them do look great at practice. I don't know if your friend in the DMs told you that. Too. No, no, but my friends look- in the DMs. When I say in the DMs, I mean everybody that was oh, there but you. Oral friends that are taking gold. I mean literally experience. everybody that was there but you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that what you have is a situation where there's a lot of found gold in the equation, meaning – you never could have pictured, never should have pictured that Jake Gensel would be available for a whole playoff. They never should have had Jason Zucker here because they wouldn't have gotten him if they hadn't uh, lost Gensel the way they did. I'm not sure that uh, Jim Rutherford makes the Marlowe move if not for Jake's injury. Uh, there's a lot of short-term situations here to keep that going. Justin Schultz won't be back next year. He's currently on your third pairing. That's a pretty nice third-pair defenseman to have. You won't have this depth of goaltending. At least there's a possibility uh, because if Murray is gone, Tristan Jari is going to be the only goaltender here unless they go out and get somebody else or rely on Casey DeSmith as the backup. So I think there's a lot of variables, not just the age of the core, that lead this to being a special opportunity for the Penguins and one they would do really well to embrace fully. Uh Let's talk about uh, the depth of the team. And let's talk about really where they rank among the contenders because I look at the Penguins with nobody hurt, and they might be the best team on paper, maybe the deepest team, maybe the fastest team, especially after the pause. They might be, uh, but you and I, I know, are eye-to-eye on you know the Boston Bruins being a very real threat. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, you never know who else could rise up and get hot. I'm not a I'm not a big believer in the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that was before Steven Stamkos already had to get shut down in this training camp. Uh, even though they have everything on paper, they just don't seem to get it done on ice. Amen. Uh, you know, you know what I mean. I mean, you can say whatever you want about how they look, but it isn't a video game out there. Uh, I, I think, on the other hand, I think the Washington Capitals are a lot better than what they performed, 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 performed in the regular season. I don't understand. I, I'm not, I don't play expert on everything. I don't understand what happened, happened to Washington this season. I suspect it could be corrected. Uh, the Flyers, you know, they had their run there toward the end, uh, but it was built on defense, so I, I think that, it's something that they could reclaim as opposed to just getting real hot and scoring a bunch of goals. They've gotten a lot more sound defensively under Elaine Vigneault. Uh, but is there, a, is there a team where you go, oh, no, how is Pittsburgh going to get past them? No, there absolutely isn't. And I can promise you that with the return of Jake Gensel, 
the most prominent player in the Eastern Conference to return to any team as a result of this shutdown. There are a lot of teams out there looking at Pittsburgh in the same way that we're talking about these teams. No, that's all true. And uh, when I look at the four other contenders in the East, I I take Washington seriously because they won not too long ago. I take Boston Mm -hmm. seriously because they were the best team in the league. I don't take Tampa seriously because whatever it is they've never had, they still haven't got. And I don't take Philadelphia seriously because I think once they get to the playoffs, they won't be the team they were during the regular season because they're kind of not not rebuilding. That's too strong a word, but they're they're coming into their own under Vigneault, and I don't think now is the time for them. In no, the I agree, Mark. And let's let's throw into it Carter Hart. Uh, you know, one thing that when you look at Washington, that you can say one reason that Washington could get hot is the reason they got hot when they won the championship. That was Braden Holpe. Let's not pretend that that championship was about anything other than Braden Holpe playing out of his mind, which it really was. Uh, Carter Hart hasn't done that. Carter Hart hasn't even done that for a sustained stretch in the NHL. But uh, the, the Philadelphia Flyers haven't had a good stretch of goaltending since Ron Hextall. That's not an exaggeration. It really isn't. Uh, will the format hurt the Penguins? Because if you're receding every round... You don't want to be the number four or five seed because you keep getting good teams round after round. It won't help, that's for sure. But if you know, if you're looking at the field uh, in the East, you know what all the players say every time you bring this up. You got to play everybody. You got to beat everybody anyway. Um, it, it, it's going to wear you down. Um, but on the other hand, let's say that they, you know, they run into a Boston at some point. Remember, we don't know what these seedings are because of the way this tournament is working. If they were to run into Boston early and somehow knock them out, and all of a sudden things look a little bit different, you know, um, you're going to have to beat the best one one way or another. You're going to have to beat somebody really good. Usually, if you look back over the Penguins' own history when they've won championships, it's been the second round. You notice that over you know o- over time, uh, they've often had really easy Eastern Conference Finals by comparison. Uh, so you never know how these things are going to end up playing out. If they have to face Boston or Tampa or whoever in the second round, I- I'm sure they won't treat it any differently than they would if it was a, a, a later round. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I got a couple quick Steeler questions. Uh, if Miles yeah. Garrett is worth 125 mil over five years, what is TJ Watt worth? And the answer is not nearly as much because he's a linebacker and not a defensive end, and that doesn't seem fair. Yeah, I mean, if. That's that's by the definition of if you're talking about the the Bud Dupree argument and the grievance that he filed. Um, you, TJ does drop into coverage occasionally. You'd hope that he doesn't get punished for that. I would imagine the Steelers are looking very hard at the Miles Garrett contract and understanding that TJ was just a superior overall defensive player. He just is. Uh, TJ does everything. Uh, the Steelers have never made a habit of looking around the league and setting the bar like that. But if they're going to keep TJ and they want it and TJ wants it, uh, they're going to have to pony up, plain and simple. And if that means restructuring 
some contracts, making some other tough decisions, maybe even making a decision on Bud after the coming season. Remember, Bud's only signed for one more year. Oh, Bud I think, Bud, I think Bud's gone. When you look at they have to extend Watt after this year, make mm-hmm. a decision on Dupree, and both uh, both uh, Cam and and Juju were free agents. I I think that's gonna leave, and, I think and, that's going to leave a body count because extending Watt even a year out has to be the first priority. It, it does, but you also have to ha- and I hear this from Steelers people all the time, Mark. You also have to be aware that when you sign someone to a contract like that, you'd better have some kind of room, even if it's just in your head, for Minka Fitzpatrick at some point. Uh, the PIAA just announced they're going to proceed as scheduled. Do you mm-hmm. think that's going to come off, or is that unrealistic? Uh, I mean, the PIA put out its announcement pretty much within the same hour that 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 Governor Tom Wolf put out his announcement that only 25 people to a, an indoor facility and everything else. So these two things seem at direct cross purposes. Uh, and the PIA announcement, which I read, wasn't all that compelling. I'm in favor of seeing, uh, you know, sports and, and everything else in a safe manner. But PIA didn't make much of a case. In fact, they had one silly line in there about how it's great for everybody and healthy to play sports. Well, Thanks. There's also a pandemic going on. Uh, it was pretty clumsily written. Um, we'll see, Mark. This stuff, at some point or other, this has to start turning in the other direction. It just does. Or, or, not to get into a coronavirus tangent, but you brought it up, if people keep not dying, then we need to have a different discussion. Yeah, if people keep getting it, the discussion remains the same, and it's not going to go away on its own. Uh, in that right. vein, the discussion itself, the perception—that is correct. In that vein, which sport is in the biggest danger of not coming back or maybe collapsing after restarting? And and don't say college football because I think college football is already dead and just don't. No, know yeah, it. yeah. Throw, throw throw colleges out the window because you have to have students on campus before you can send them out onto the football field, uh, and that's going to be a challenge that has nothing to do with the NCA or the conferences or whoever. Um, to me, the one that set itself up for the most dangerous situation, if you will, as far as risking its season was major league baseball because they're traveling around. Uh, you and I have talked about the pirates making two trips to St. Louis in the first two weeks. They have a two game series in Minneapolis. What the hell for, you know, uh, who even said that they had to play in the AL central Go to these cities in the in the in your central division and play a handful of games, you know, five, six, seven games, whatever it is, and then get out of there, you know. Or they could have set this up in some way, shape, or form as a bubble. They didn't do that, um, and as a result, they're going to be navigating through more trouble than either the NHL or the NBA. And we'll see about the NFL. That's a different world. I'm just looking at the governor's uh, new restrictions. All indoor dining mm-hmm. reduced to 25% capacity. Bars open for sit-down meals at tables only. Bar service prohibited. Uh, gatherings, less than 25 people indoor. Less than 250 outdoor days. And I said earlier, if I were the Steelers, I would take uh, 249 tickets and sell them for $5,000 each. And I bet they could sell yeah. them. And they could, but then the, the more ominous announcement, if you if you want to call it that, came out of Philadelphia today, where they basically restricted all major events through next February. Philadelphia through next February, yeah. which put me, which put the Eagles completely out of business as far as selling tickets. So uh, this is the same. This is the same Commonwealth. It doesn't mean it's the same restrictions in that regard. But I mean, we might have a vaccine. 
within two, three months, if you've been reading some of the, the, the reports, and they're already restricting In two or three months? February. Look, I don't want to be that guy. I, I'm very Two or three months? Supportive. Huh? A vaccine in two or three months? Oh, yeah, read it. It's, it's good stuff. Wow, maybe when maybe that and Patrick Marlowe with the Fountain of Youth, it can go hand in hey, hand. You know what I'll do? I'll send it to you in your DMs so that you take it seriously. I'll send you the link to that. Not thing. from you, I won't. Dejan, great stuff as always. We'll do it again next week. <laughs> That's right. Dejan Kovacevic. I'm Mark Madden. Time, Patrick Marlowe. And, and now people think I hate Patrick Marlowe. He's a third liner. He's 110 years old. A good third liner. And I think 40. I, it, yeah, let's put Zucker on the third line and Marlowe on the second. That's why we made that trade for Zucker, to have him play third line, to grind it out.